Part Two, Chapters Seven and Eight of the Kama Sutra. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain and is read by Mark Smith of Simpsonville, South Carolina. The Kama Sutra by Vatsyayana, Part Two, Chapter Seven, of the various modes of striking and of the sounds appropriate to them. Sexual intercourse can be compared to a quarrel, on account of the contrarieties of love and its tendency to dispute. The place of striking with passion is the body, and on the body the special places are, the shoulders, the head, the space between the breasts, the back, the jagana or middle part of the body, the sides. Striking is of four kinds, that is, striking with the back of the hand, striking with the fingers a little contracted, striking with the fist, striking with the open palm of the hand. On account of its causing pain, striking gives rise to the hissing sound, which is of various kinds, and to the eight kinds of crying, that is, the sound hin, the thundering sound, the cooing sound, the weeping sound, the sound foot, the sound fat, the sound soot, the sound plat, Besides these, there are also words having a meaning, such as mother, and those that are expressive of prohibition, sufficiency, desire of liberation, pain or praise, and to which may be added sounds like those of the dove, the cuckoo, the green pigeon, the parrot, the bee, the sparrow, the flamingo, the duck, and the quail, which are all occasionally made use of. Blows with the fist should be given on the back of the woman, while she is sitting on the lap of the man, and she should give blows in return, abusing the man as if she were angry, and making the cooing and the weeping sounds. While the woman is engaged in Congress, the space between the breasts should be struck with the back of the hand, slowly at first, and then proportionately to the increasing excitement until the end. At this time the sounds hin and others may be made, alternately or optionally, according to habit. When the man, making the sound fat, strikes the woman on the head, with the fingers of his hand a little contracted, it is called prasritaka, which means striking with the fingers of the hand a little contracted. In this case, the appropriate sounds are the cooing sound, the sound fat, and the sound foot in the interior of the mouth, and at the end of Congress the sighing and weeping sounds. The sound fat is an imitation of the sound of a bamboo being split, while the sound foot is like the sound made by something falling into water. At all times when kissing and such-like things are begun, the woman should give a reply with a hissing sound. During the excitement when the woman is not accustomed to striking, she continually utters words expressive of prohibition, sufficiency, or desire of liberation, as well as the words father, mother, intermingled with the sighing, weeping, and thundering sounds. Footnote. Men who are well acquainted with the art of love are well aware how often one woman differs from another in her sighs and sounds during the time of Congress. Some women like to be talked to in the most loving way, others in the most abusive way, and so on. Some women enjoy themselves with closed eyes in silence, others make a great noise over it, and some almost faint away. The great art is to ascertain what gives them the greatest pleasure, and what specialties they like best. End of footnote. 
Towards the conclusion of the Congress, the breasts, the jagana, and the sides of the woman should be pressed with the open palms of the hand, with some force, until the end of it, and then sounds like those of the quail or the goose should be made. There are also two verses on the subject as follows. The characteristics of manhood are said to consist of roughness and impetuosity, while weakness, tenderness, sensibility, and an inclination to turn away from unpleasant things are the distinguishing marks of womanhood. The excitement of passion and peculiarities of habit may sometimes cause contrary results to appear, but these do not last long, and in the end the natural state is resumed. The wedge on the bosom, the scissors on the head, the piercing instrument on the cheeks, and the pinchers on the breasts and sides, may also be taken into consideration with the other four modes of striking, and thus give eight ways altogether. But these four ways of striking with instruments are peculiar to the people of the southern countries, and the marks made by them are seen on the breasts of their women. They are local peculiarities, but Vietziyana is of opinion that the practice of them is painful, barbarous, and base, and quite unworthy of imitation. In the same way, anything that is a local peculiarity should not always be adopted elsewhere, and even in the place where the practice is prevalent, excess of it should always be avoided. Instances of the dangerous use of them may be given as follows. The king of the Panchalas killed the courtesan Madhavasena by means of the wedge during Congress. King Shatakarni Shatavahana of the Kantalas deprived his great queen Malavayati of her life by a pair of scissors, and Naradeva, whose hand was deformed, blinded a dancing girl by directing a piercing instrument in a wrong way. There are also two verses on the subject as follows. About these things there cannot be either enumeration or any definite rule. Congress having once commenced, passion alone gives birth to all the acts of the parties. Such passionate actions and amorous gesticulations or movements, which rise on the spur of the moment and during sexual intercourse, cannot be defined and are as irregular as dreams. A horse having once attained the fifth degree of motion goes on with blind speed, regardless of pits, ditches, and posts in his way. And in the same manner a loving pair become blind with passion in the heat of Congress, and go on with great impetuosity, paying not the least regard to excess. For this reason one who is well acquainted with the science of love, and knowing his own strength, as also the tenderness, impetuosity, and strength of the young woman, should act accordingly. The various modes of enjoyment are not for all times, or for all persons, but they should only be used at the proper time, and in the proper countries and places. CHAPTER Eight, ABOUT WOMEN ACTING THE PART OF A MAN, AND OF THE WORK OF A MAN When a woman sees that her lover is fatigued by constant congress, without having his desire satisfied, she should, with his permission, lay him down upon his back, and give him assistance by acting his part. She may also do this to satisfy the curiosity of her lover, or her own desire of novelty. There are two ways of doing this. The first is when, during Congress, she turns round, and gets on the top of her lover, in such a manner as to continue the Congress, without obstructing the pleasure of it. And the other is when she acts the man's part from the beginning. At such a time, 
with flowers in her hair hanging loose, and her smiles broken by hard breathings, she should press upon her lover's bosom with her own breasts, and lowering her head frequently, should do in return the same actions which he used to do before. Returning his blows and chaffing him, should say, I was laid down by you, and fatigued with hard congress. I shall now therefore lay you down in return. She should then again manifest her own bashfulness, her fatigue, and her desire of stopping the congress. In this way she should do the work of a man, which we shall presently relate. Whatever is done by a man for giving pleasure to a woman is called the work of a man, and is as follows. While the woman is lying on his bed, and is, as it were, abstracted by his conversation, he should loosen the knot of her undergarments, and when she begins to dispute with him, he should overwhelm her with kisses. Then, when his lingam is erect, he should touch her with his hands in various places, and gently manipulate various parts of the body. If the woman is bashful, and if it is the first time they have come together, the man should place his hands between her thighs, which she would probably keep close together, and if she is a very young girl, she should first get his hands upon her breasts, which she would probably cover with her own hands, and under her armpits, and on her neck. If, however, she is a seasoned woman, he should do whatever is agreeable either to him or to her, and whatever is fitting for the occasion. After this he should take hold of her hair, and hold her chin in his fingers, for the purpose of kissing her. On this, if she is a young girl, she will become bashful and close her eyes. Anyhow, he should gather from the action of the woman what things would be pleasing to her during Congress. Here Suvarnanabya says that while a man is doing to the woman what he likes best during Congress, he should always make a point of pressing those parts of her body on which she turns her eyes. The signs of the enjoyment and satisfaction of the woman are as follows. Her body relaxes. She closes her eyes. She puts aside all bashfulness, and shows increased willingness to unite the two organs as closely together as possible. On the other hand, the signs of her want of enjoyment and of failing to be satisfied are as follows. She shakes her hands. She does not let the man get up, feels dejected, bites the man, kicks him, and continues to go on moving after the man has finished. In such cases the man should rub the yoni of the woman with his hand and fingers, as the elephant rubs anything with his trunk, before engaging in Congress, until it is softened, and after that is done he should proceed to put his lingam into her. The acts to be done by the man are moving forward, friction or churning, piercing, rubbing, pressing, giving a blow, the blow of a boar, the blow of a bull, the sporting of a sparrow. 1. When the organs are brought together properly and directly, it is called moving the organ forward. 2. When the lingam is held with the hand, and turned all round in the yoni, it is called churning. 3. When the yoni is lowered, and the upper part of it is struck with the lingam, it is called piercing. 4. When the same thing is done on the lower part of the yoni, it is called rubbing. 5. When the yoni is pressed by the lingam for a long time, it is called pressing. 6. When the lingam is removed to some distance from the yoni, and then forcibly strikes it, it is called giving a blow. 7. 
When only one part of the yoni is rubbed with the lingam, it is called the blow of a boar. 8. When both sides of the yoni are rubbed in this way, it is called the blow of a bull. 9. When the lingam is in the yoni, and moved up and down frequently, and without being taken out, it is called the sporting of a sparrow. This takes place at the end of Congress. When a woman acts the part of a man, she has the following things to do in addition to the nine given above, that is, the pair of tongs, the top, the swing. 1. When the woman holds the lingam in her yoni, draws it in, presses it, and keeps it thus in her for a long time, it is called the pair of tongs. 2. When, while engaged in Congress, she turns round like a wheel, it is called the top. This is learnt by practice only. 3. When, on such an occasion, the man lifts up the middle part of his body, and the woman turns round her middle part, it is called the swing. When the woman is tired, she should place her forehead on that of her lover, and should thus take rest without disturbing the union of the organs, and when the woman has rested herself, the man should turn round and begin the congress again. There are also some verses on the subject as follows. Though a woman is reserved, and keeps her feelings concealed, yet when she gets on the top of a man, she then shows all her love and desire. A man should gather from the actions of the woman of what disposition she is, and in what way she likes to be enjoyed. A woman, during her monthly courses, a woman who has been lately confined, and a fat woman should not be made to act the part of a man. End of chapter 8